2: Do you know how to create a strong and positive mindset in the face of lots of challenges? Let's say a pandemic like we're going through right now. And do you feel like You're your mindset is going to carry you through, to a, to, con, through a sense of well-being through the whole thing? Is it stable? Is it consistent? And can you rely on it? This is Nancy Smith of Angelscapes, and my guest, Teresa Palmer, has 10 steps to create well-being in the face of a pandemic. Teresa even wrote the book, Finding Sanctuary in the Pandemic Age, Create Your Space of Well-Being. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. So let me tell you a little bit about Teresa. She is um, a registered nurse. She's an MSN and an RN and an NP. She has received her master's of science degree in nursing from Seton Hall University. She's a nationally certified adult nurse practitioner with an expertise in holistic cardiology and holistic health. And she's a certified yoga therapist. Teresa studied meditation with Deepak Chopra and yoga with Sri Jarma Mitra. How I pronounce that right? She was chosen by the International Associations of Top Professionals (IAOTP) as the 2019 Nurse Practitioner of the Year, and in 2020 as the Empowered Women of the Year. And Teresa empowers individuals to to partner with their healthcare so that they can take charge of their own health and well-being. And Teresa, I would love to hear your your steps for creating. Um, this space of well-being during the pandemic, what, what would be your first thing to tell somebody?
3: The first thing I would tell somebody is that you need to, you can't be in fear because fear is our greatest enemy and fear is what we don't know. So really the first step in well-being is to have knowledge. So if you have the knowledge of how to care for yourself, uh, we do have a lot within us that we choose health and well-being or illness and disease and it's just a matter of being educated so that's really the first step and that if you could reduce and manage stress in your life you could take charge of 70 percent of whatever would ail you of your health because 70 percent of illnesses and diseases have some of their roots. In stress so when we're under constant stress and our body is stressed out eventually it will lead to illness and disease so that's really the first step is understanding that yes you can control things that you could be in charge and that you don't need to live in fear regardless of the situation so knowledge is really key knowledge is power so that's the first thing I teach people is about their health and well-being and things that they can do and it's really about managing stress
2: mm-hmm. oh and boy yeah so Teresa recognizing. you had oh, yeah, and recognizing it and and that's the tricky part how do you recognize that you're even in stress because sometimes you you just, you're doing what you're doing and what you're doing, and you don't even notice. But you have this really cool story you were t- telling me about. Um, you were in a medical mission in Romania right around the year 2000. You learned something really important about healing yourself, and then you had this little prayer that you said. Could you tell me that story? That is very cool.
3: Oh, yes. I When I went to Romania, I was pretty arrogant. Uh, I had worked with open heart surgery, and that in and of itself kind of creates a space of arrogance. And you kind of believe that you are the healer because this is what you're told, that not only do you fix people, you heal people, you're responsible for their health and their well-being. And without you, they can't maintain health and well-being so I kind of unfortunately I went to Romania with that attitude Uh, I didn't know what to expect Um, when I got there what I realized was there was very little resources medically wise that people had Um, you know I came from an environment which uh, technically savvy we had any medication you would want you had your choice of a hundred I go to Romania and this uh, SETTING UP THIS CLINIC, AND I FIND OUT THAT WE ONLY HAVE A FEW CHOICES, THAT, YOU KNOW, IF SOMEBODY SUFFERS, I, I WAS WITH A MONK WHEN HE HAD A HEART ATTACK, AND I REALIZED THAT at THE HOSPITAL, THEY DIDN'T HAVE MUCH THAT COULD BE DONE FOR HIM, AND HE TOLD ME HE WASN'T GOING TO DIE, THAT HE WOULD BE ABLE TO COME THROUGH THIS, AND I'M SITTING THERE THINKING, OKAY, and NOT WITHOUT TECHNOLOGY. <laughs> Okay. That's and I tell you, he not only survived, but he thrived. When I went back the following year, he was there performing all his duties as a monk. Um, it, it was pretty amazing. That was one thing I learned. Um, so what happened?
2: Really... What happened? He he came in. You thought he was a goner. A year later, you yeah, come he back. Came He's in, fine. He, he was. So what happened? Yeah, he what
3: happened? He yeah. healed, well, he said he wasn't going to die, and I had spent the night with him because, um, you know, they wanted somebody with him, and I spent the night, and he, you know, told me that I really didn't have faith, and, mm. you know, we had he this long you. conversation. He told yeah. me that I was African and that I didn't have faith and that I did not realize that we have everything within us to heal. And he said, it's basically mind over matter. And he said, you know, if you believe that you're going to do well, you will do well. He said, if you believe that you're not, you won't. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And he said, the choice is really yours. He said, I'm not ready to leave this earth. I have no intentions of doing this yet. And he said, it may take me some time, but I'm patient. And that was another thing I was missing was patience.
2: Patience. You had lots of patience, but no patience. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I
3: had lots of patience, but no patience. And he was also, his form of of meditation was prayer. Okay. So he spent a lot of time in his form of meditation, and prayer is a form of meditation. And, you know, when you're in meditation, you could access the higher parts of your brain. And Mm -hmm, when you do mm -hmm. that, you're not in fear. You're peaceful. So so you're able to go with the flow. And basically what he did was he had no resistance. He wasn't afraid. You know, that's that's one Mm -hmm. thing, too, that, you know, if you fear something, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. He didn't fear it. He was willing to accept it if it were going to happen.
2: Okay, so he he was embracing it.
3: Either way. It. Yep. He said, oh, yeah. it's, it's meant to be. And I'm not meant to be here. There's nothing I can do about it. He said, it's God's will and that's that.
2: Holy cow. So he,
3: you... Yeah. Oh. So he taught me to accept, to embrace, to not fear. And, you know, he he was fine. That was one thing that I learned that the power of the mind, the power of the spirit, You know, the the power of the human spirit that, you know, what you believe in determines what happens with you. And, you know, he accomplished all of this without all the technology that I was used to.
2: Now, he had a mindset, and I'm curious about something, and I also read in your book that every morning before the clinic started, you would hear the children in the courtyard. They they started this daily prayer. Can you remember what it was?
3: Um, Uh, Yes, I do. Yes. It was every morning I heard, uh, I got it translated by one of the uh, Romanians that were working with us in the clinic. And the children would start their day. And the translation was, every cell in my body is happy. Every cell in my body is happy because I'm at peace with myself. And they would place their hands over their heart. Oh. And this is the way they started their day. So, and I learned years wow. later that it's that it's, it's a, a Christian song,
2: okay. that there's
3: several versions of it. But this is what they did. This is what their mantra was. And a mantra is really setting your intention. So every day when they were in the courtyard, before they started their school activities, before anything, this was their time to be at peace with themselves.
2: So they were learning. They were they were learning they a mindset. It. Wow. Yes. Wow. And they're am... learning
3: that that they had everything within them that you have to connect your mind and your heart in order to be at peace and to have good health and well-being. And Chinese medicine, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that they consider the mind and the heart as one organ.
2: Okay, well, we're going to come back. I'm going to take a little break, a couple of messages. This is Nancy Smith um, on Angelscapes and BBM Global Network. And um, I'm having a blast talking. Teresa, come right back, and she has a lot more to say.
0: powerful player what life-changing words can dr janet smith warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there a door to free yourself from fear forever transform your rage into right action release your guilt, position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace, all quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously, with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. On the BBM Global Network, as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? EasySense.com and learn how with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. And we're back with
2: uh, Teresa Palmer talking about her book Finding Sanctuary, Sanctuary in the Pandemic Age. I wanted to remind you or tell you, maybe I haven't even told you yet, that her website is Wellbeinggal.com. So that's wellbeinggal.com. Look her up, and you can also look her up on Facebook. Wellbeing by Teresa. She spells her name T E R E S A. So Teresa, we have left off talking about attaining peace um, within ourselves, and um, how we how could we possibly do it, and how would we attain this peace? How does it improve our health and well-being? You can read it a 1,000 books and still never understand it. But you have some really nice thoughts around that.
3: Uh, Yes, I call it living from your heart. And what I mean by that is that when you live from your brain, we tend to think a lot. As human beings, we're always thinking. When you tend to think a lot and you tend to rationalize and you tend to to use logic, you're only using a small portion of what's really available to you. When you live from your heart, you're actually feeling things. So you really have to feel in order to move on. And that's really one of the tools that I share is about forgiveness. And a lot of times people think that when you forgive, you forget that, you know, something happened to you, you're supposed to just forget about it. No, that's not true. You're supposed to Yeah, you're supposed to know that it's there. You're supposed to feel it and that's the only way to move through it. And through forgiveness, you're allowing yourself to move on. Because oftentimes the other person either doesn't care what was done or they wouldn't have done it in the first place, or they happen to forget about it if many years go by. They may they, even forget yeah. that there that there was an incident. And here you are, you're building up all that anger, you're building up uh, all that depression, everything, and eventually the body turns on itself. When you have no further outlet, your body will turn on itself. And that's one of the the theories that science has, even about autoimmune disease, that the body turns on itself and it has, there's no more outlet, there's no place else for it to go so it has to manifest itself in an illness or a disease. So uh, forgiveness is, is very important. And when you live from your heart, you process emotions. So when you think, the brain is like a computer. And what it does is it says, okay, when you're faced with this situation, uh, say you're faced with a storm and you get nervous about storms. Okay, if right, you're faced right. with a storm, your brain says, you get afraid, you start to shake, you just become fearful of it and you don't want to go out in the storm because you don't know how to handle it. When you think, when you feel and think from your heart, your heart grasps those emotions. And what your heart says is what's going on with you right now. So you're able to process the emotion, why you're feeling like you are. You know, what are you feeling inside your body now if you're feeling peace and calm the message goes to the brain through the vagus nerve which is it which runs through the heart literally
2: really i didn't know that yeah
3: yeah yeah it starts it really connects the stomach and it goes all the way up to the brain it's uh the vagus nerve so when you're getting the message of peace and calm you turn off the stress hormones and you have the feel-good hormones And you're at peace. Your blood pressure can be normal, Okay, It doesn't, you don't constrict your arteries, so you don't raise your blood pressure. Your heart rate and your breathing are slowed down. And you're feeling good, Okay. If the emotion is, oh my god, there's going to be a storm, and I hate storms, and I don't know what to do, that signal in the brain sets off the cascade of stress and the stress hormones, epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline. And what it does is it sends fear through your body because that's what the brain is programmed to respond. The brain always, when, when you're using the lower part of your brain, that's the, the survival. And we actually okay. saw this. We actually saw this in COVID. The hoarding of the toilet paper was survival.
2: I see. And it was a oh, this-
3: reaction to, It was a reaction to stress. It was fear, and it was something that you could control. So when you're in fear, you look for anything that you can control. And a lot of times people overeat because food is then something that they can control. Sometimes people drink. Drug addictions. Uh, really? It's kind of yeah. ironic because Yeah, it's kind of ironic because when you're addicted to drugs, you're really not in control. But yet you feel like you're in control Mm. because you're taking something to make you feel better. And that is giving you a sense of control. Um, So, you know, my book really isn't about COVID at all. I think I only mention it once, and that's with the hoarding of the toilet paper. It's really more about not being in fear and living with courage and understanding how you could... Take control of your health and well being regardless of the situation.
2: Well lots of people that have been talking know- Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about COVID is teaching us so much or it's reminding us or making us remember these very important things. Like you talk about intention or positive thinking. And um and then you you know, and really on purpose creating your space of well-being you have tool number one i love that i go through this book it's like tool number one tool number two and i'm like i'm you know it's like i have things circled like okay which tool do you need today um so i really recommend it's it's an easy it's easy read in terms of organizing your thoughts and getting the information that you need and then applying it it's not just theory it's a lot of application here so we're going to take another quick break we'll be we'll be right back and i kind of want to talk about that intention positive thinking and gratitude really telling people how to do this all right so thanks so we'll be right back
0: Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them rediscover and assess their core values philosophies and competencies find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals listen to john hawkins my strategy saturdays 1 p.m eastern on the bbm global network and tune in radio According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale, an international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Bachelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network.
2: And welcome back. This is Angelscapes, and I'm your host, Nancy Smith, and we're with Teresa Palmer. We're talking about um, her her book, Finding Sanctuary in the Pandemic Age. We're actually talking about creating a space of well-being during crisis. And we left off with the heart-centered, the heart space, getting our thoughts into our heart. And we started to talk about intention or positive thinking as a way to create resilience, I suppose, is what we were saying, Teresa. Let's Let's go for
3: that a little more. Okay, there's actually a difference between intention and positive thinking. Okay. Positive thinking is, when when you think positive, it's good to think positive. It really is. But when you think positive, you're not really changing a situation. What you're doing is, you're just, it's more of a superficial type of thing. It's not that it's bad. It's just that you could think positive about anything, but it's not that firm belief, and it's not really standing in your truth. And you talk it like it's void walk, of emotion. Right.
2: You're saying it's like void of emotion. You're like, I am good. It's I'm happy. I'm... Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just saying, um, you know, I'm going to be happy. Um, this isn't bothering me. There are people that think positive all the time, and you know, is it is the glass half full or the glass em, uh, glass half full or the glass half empty? Well, I think of it more as the glass being totally empty because you could fill it whatever you want, rather than being half full or half empty. Start with an empty glass, and that's really what intention is. Intention is your belief. It's it's really what you want to do and how you want to serve in the world. So when you have your intention, it's not just I'm going to be happy today or, um, you know, the sky is blue every day or I'm going to sing every day. It's more I'm going to act in these ways, you know, I'm going to be grateful for things. I'm going to go with the flow, you know, I'm, I'm going to take whatever comes my way. And I'm going to work with what I have. And that's really what intention is. Intention is is more of your spirituality, more of of a belief that you have. Kind of, um, I hate to say, purpose. It's not always your purpose in life, but it's it's how you want to be. Right. It's how yeah. you want to show up on a daily basis in life. And your intentions right. can change. Sometimes your intention can be uh, just to practice gratitude, which is always a good intention. Other times it may go deeper into forgiveness, uh, compassion for other people, empathy. Uh, Sometimes your intention is to serve in a specific capacity, to serve as a teacher, to serve as a nurse anything like that so those are all intentions so intention is much deeper and it really comes from your heart so it really goes along with living with your heart whereas there's nothing wrong with thinking positive but thinking positive is just saying I'm not going to have negative thoughts and truthfully, when you live in reality a lot of times you have to face the truth and some of it is negative (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes okay, I'm sorry I have this negative thought oh I'm not thinking positive but you're not resolving. Um, and you said the po- you think that there are positive effects you mentioned gratitude and you also mentioned service. So gratitude, compassion, social interactions um, you you've been saying that they have an overall effect on our well-being. I'd love to hear you talk more about how those things integrate in integrate together.
3: Well what happens is, Who you are and what you do determines how you are. So who you are, what type of person you are, uh, the things that you do. So we know immunity is important. Immunity is what protects you from most uh, viruses, infections. Immunity also helps your organs. And there's something called organ reserve, which is how your organs function under stress. So whether it be a serious illness, a car accident, your, your lungs, your heart, your stomach, your kidneys, they're called upon to perform higher. Okay, they, yeah. there's more of a demand on these organs for you to heal from injuries. So the more organ reserve you have, which is built in with immunity, the better your organs are able to handle something when an illness strikes when a car accident strikes, things like that. So anything that builds your immunity is good for you. And science has already proven that gratitude, compassion, uh, maintaining and building relationships, and resi- resilience going with the flow these are and forgiveness, these are things that build our immunity. It puts you in a state of mind where you're calm, where you're peaceful, and it helps with immunity. So, so how did you, how
2: did science figure that out? I mean, you, you I know you talk a little bit. You have a like, science background that I don't have. So, what are we working with? Thoughts working with their hormones, hormones or something is what you're saying. Where these, what's going on? It's
3: not really that. It's it's just that it stimulates your immunity. Comes from your thymus gland and it comes from your white blood cells in your body so they when they did studies they found that when people were grateful when people showed compassion to other people when they connected to other people that their immunity went up that they had more um, macrophages more infection fighting cells in their body so how that really happened I'll be honest I don't know but you know they just found that because you also because you're not at stress that you know you're not in your fight or flight you're not in that survival mode that your body is in homeostasis your body is in balance in and balance, when your body honestly. is in balance okay. Wonderful. Then you're healthy you know so it's, it's when your yeah. body gets out of balance that disease happens right. and yeah. illness happens
2: okay so you you keep you you're keeping yourself primed, you're keeping yourself in in that homeostasis balanced place and then that's where you can you can meet difficulties much better. Um, yes. I, I, I'd like and to, your body yeah. is, everybody's
3: yeah. body, I mean, when you're born, unless there's really something either genetically or something with the nervous system or something with the blood, you're born healthy.
0: You know, we're all
3: born with a body imbalance. And it's like, you know, anything else. If your car, if everything is working properly in your car, your car runs well. When something starts to break down in the car, if it's not addressed, one thing leads to another. And it just becomes a cascade of problems, which could take years. Yeah. You know, when, when it... Oh, I'm
2: sorry. What were you asking? Oh, no, no. You know, I just, uh, the thought that crossed my head is, you know, when a baby's born, you th- there's a failure to thrive if it's not fed, if it's not nurtured, cared for, snuggled, you know, have that face contact, the eye contact, the voice right. and stuff. And, and, I, and I, it's like, I feel like you're talking about, we forget that we still need um, that kind of input into ourselves to, to you well, we know, did. or else we're a failure to thrive as adults or young children. All right, as growing yeah. children, you know, and I we just we hit the uh, work world or we hit the the grind as it were and we forget to nurture ourselves. I, I you know. I uh, but- yes. Yeah,
3: it's really you know, I used to do a retreat and it was called put your own oxygen mask on first. And if you look at the airlines when they have their talk in the beginning about what to do in an emergency they say put your own oxygen mask on before you go to help others because mm-hmm. the truth is if you don't put on your own oxygen mask you can't help anybody else
2: you're yeah, useless yeah well we're going to take a, another quick break these pregs are coming too fast you're saying such awesome stuff and before we go on a break i just want to mention again um teresa palmer's book finding sanctuary in the pandemic age create your space of well-being and there's a lot of really on Amazon or Barnes and Noble online. There's a lot of really good practical information. And just a little plug for myself, if you combine that book with with my book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey, which also goes into a spiritual pathway with practical exercises to do, I think they could go in really good hand in hand. Um, You can reach um, Teresa at her website, wellbeinggal.com, or you can see her on Facebook, Wellbeing by Teresa. And uh, we'll be right back
0: did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating belief shifter and life coach shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them often in a single session.
2: Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away.
0: Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness.
2: Definitely something's happening, Uh, It's like a a flow inside. Yeah, it feels good.
0: Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Renaissance
1: woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe to Chandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Pollard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists, and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC.
2: And welcome back. We're talking to Teresa Palmer and creating a space of well-being for yourself. And uh, we left off... um, Actually, what I want to go forward with kind of what we left off is is about empowering yourself and your your mindset. So empower yourself by managing your own stress. Teresa, let's talk about that.
3: Okay. I think it's a good example because I'll kind of walk people through how illness develops. Sure. We're under a lot of stress. In fact, society could say that we're constantly in post-traumatic stress syndrome. Half of the time, we don't know why we're stressed. I mean, with COVID, we understood the stress was this unknown, this pandemic. And when you're under stress, initially what happens is your body secretes cortisol. And when your body secretes cortisol, it's, when your body goes into that state and it starts to secrete cortisol, your body starts to become out of balance and out of whack. So what happens is initially you secrete a lot of cortisol initially it has an inflammatory uh, protective effect on the body okay but then your body can't produce any more cortisol and it keeps trying and it keeps trying and it keeps trying as you deal with this cortisol issue because you're under so much stress and your adrenal glands now are getting stressed out trying to keep up with the production of cortisol, your body thinks that you're in danger, okay? Your body goes into fight or flight, survival, me at any cost, okay? And years ago, in primitive times, this worked when wild animals were chasing you and dinosaurs, but it doesn't work anymore. It's more of a perceived fear. So your body starts to accumulate fat. It's because it doesn't know when it's gonna get its next meal It holds on to sugar, and then it starts an inflammatory process in the body. So now you've got trouble losing weight when you're under stress because your body's holding on to every calorie, every ounce of fat, because the body doesn't know that we could get a meal at any time. The body also holds on to sugar as it does this. The pancreas has to work harder to try to produce enough insulin to lower the blood sugar. No
2: eventually kidding. It
3: stresses, yeah, essentially it stresses the pancreas. The pancreas gets stressed enough, that's one way to develop diabetes. It may take three, five, 10, 20 years, but if the cycle continues of this stress, constantly being stressed out, constantly making your pancreas overperform, eventually it wears out and it can't function as well. In addition to that, you have trouble losing weight. So now you're gaining weight, you're trying to diet, but your body's holding on to fat, your body's holding on to calories, and you're lowering your metabolism unknowingly. Okay, mm-hmm. so now the thyroid gland tries to step in because the thyroid gland wants to get your metabolism up. So what happens is now you start to overwork the thyroid gland. So now you're overworking a pancreas, you're overworking a thyroid gland, which could lead to thyroid disease. On top of that, you're now, you're disrupting your stomach and the bacteria and all the um, microorganisms in the abdomen, in your stomach, and eventually the gut will leak. And then all these little microbes get out and they get into the bloodstream. S- Seriously, yeah. Wait a
2: let's go back to the, your, your gut will leak? What, what do you, what do you yeah. mean?
3: The lining of the stomach eventually will leak. Not like a big leak, just where uh, molecules, microbes could start to get through. Wow. And okay. it, it's a fairly common occurrence, and that's why it's a good idea to take a probiotic. And that's why it's good to have gut health. Because a lot of things start in the gut, mainly inflammation. So now that you're under stress, you're creating this inflammatory response. These microbes go into the bloodstream. If they go into your joints, they cause arthritis or autoimmune disease. Mm. If they go into the coronary arteries, what happens is you could have a heart attack. And because... When you get these inflammatory response, and I hope this is clear for people, when you get an inflammatory response, your body reacts to it, so it sends out macrophages, which will help destroy an infection, an infection. But you don't really have an infection, it's it's just kind of a pseudo infection. The body thinks it has an infection, but it really doesn't, and it tries to fight it. Now, if this happens in the coronary arteries, and you have plaque buildup from cholesterol, the plaque breaks loose, it blocks the artery, and that's what gives you a heart attack.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, if it lands in the
3: joints, you get arthritis symptoms, and you uh, you could develop autoimmune, something like lupus, which is an autoimmune uh, disease in the body, okay? So that's how disease occurs. You're under stress, you're not able to lose weight, you're getting obese, you're overworking a pancreas, you're overworking a thyroid gland, and you have an inflammatory response.
2: Okay, holy moly. And- so, wow, and this sounds awful. It just sounds <laughs> hopeless. It just sounds, our lifestyles and uh, are, are just so full of stress and unfinished business, we could for for days talking about what stress really is and um
3: right but we we can manage it and one of the main things is with meditation
2: quiet and breathing
3: those are two things. we're going to come back
2: yeah we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back um, this is nancy smith we're talking to teresa palmer it's about creating well-being in your life which is the best defense against anything really and um Again, I want to remind you, she's WellbeingGal.com. Her website, Facebook, is Wellbeing by Teresa. Her book is Finding Sanctuary in the Pandemic Age. Create your space of well-being. I want to also plug my own book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey. They're both books are available on Amazon. My website is angelscapes.net. And my Facebook page is um, Soul Power Living, Create the Life You Want and Love. So Teresa and I are buddies. We're, we're talking the same talk, and uh, we'll be right back.
1: MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work and expect to be empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with accompanying empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 Gold Medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ, will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024 global glory that's the work of dr marina McLean, coo of global glory whose calling is to serve god a first generation british-born londoner of jamaican descent dr McLean inherited the hunger for the word from her father who was a bible teacher growing up her home was filled with missionaries from the caribbean islands and america and she travels the world preaching the gospel She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory.
2: And welcome back. This is Nancy Smith in and Angelscapes, and we're on BoldBraveMedia.com, and we're talking to Teresa Palmer. And so we were talking about cortisol and all of the stress and yucky stuff, the, the illnesses that happen with stress. And we can name all kinds of things that are stress, but I would really want to talk about is what's the answer to getting rid of and this cortisol? Is, that's
3: right. The answer is the good news is, that we have the power to change this. We are empowered and we can change stress, we could recognize stress, and we can change it when we can. If there's a situation, if you're under stress from a situation and it could be changed, then you take the steps to change it. If you're in a situation where you can't change it, then what you do is you, you can't force the change but you could learn to live with it, and not have it stress you out. And that's where meditation, and meditation is really quiet time. I know sometimes people would get a little leery if you said meditation, because they think it involves 20 minutes, they think it involves sitting in a certain position, uh, you know, not, not thinking about anything, and that's not really true. What it really means is to meditate is to sit quietly without disturbances, no telephone, no TV, no radio. Just sit quietly and try to do it in the beginning for at least five minutes in the morning when you wake up and five minutes in the evening. If any thoughts come in your mind, because we are human beings, we think. It's impossible to empty your mind. You just can't do it. If a thought comes in your mind, you acknowledge that you thought of something And you thank the thought for coming, and you don't think about it. You don't dwell on it. You just let it pass. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you concentrate on breathing in and out slowly, that gives you something to focus on, and your thoughts won't disturb you. So if you could sit quietly morning and night, what you do is you get yourself out of the lower part of your brain, And we talked about that, the lower part of the brain, the limbic system, which has to do with fight or flight. So you want to get out of that space. You want to get into a higher space of the brain. And you actually want to change your energy and change your vibration to more peaceful. And when you meditate, it helps you see the big picture. So instead of being stuck in, say your situation is, um, I... I you know, I hate uh, I can't find a job, okay? Right. I can't find a job. I'm stressed out about it. I can't find a job. I'm never going to find a job. It's not going to work. I'm going to be homeless. I'm not going to have any money. You see how you could get your mind into that whole thing, and then you become frightened. You become stressed, and you can't do anything. When you meditate, you start to see the bigger picture. Okay, right now I can't find a job, but. That doesn't mean that six months from now, three months from now, I'm not going to be able to find a job. It makes you live more in the moment. It makes you live more peaceful, and it makes you take. And as you live more peaceful, it's 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 a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but you begin to act in ways that attracts other things to you. So you actually change your energies, change your vibration, instead of coming from fear and from lack and saying, I'm never going to find a job, nobody's going to want to hire me, of course they're not going to want to hire you because when you appear frightened and you appear over anxious, you're not going to get a job. When you meditate, you're now in a state of calm, you're in a state of peace, and now you're starting to attract these better things to you because you're able to not only be more rational but you're able to talk to people better Uh, one thing leads to another and you find that things start to open up and that's the process of abundance is that things start to open up to you first they start to open up subtly subtly and then dots seem to get connected one thing kind of leads to another you may meet somebody that knows somebody who has a job um, or where to apply for a job. So one thing goes, another thing happens, another thing happens. And that's really how our life happens when, when we're in that state. Some call it bliss. Uh, some call it contentment peace. But it's that state where nothing is impossible, and you're coming from a state where things are possible. And it's not from fear. It's living with courage.
2: Okay, that sounds wonderful. We're going to go on a break. I I, want to make sure we, we quickly, when we come back, talk about you have a beautiful just uh, explanation of understanding the chakras and how that's connected to the meditation and the h- inner healing. So we'll, we'll be right, right back. This we're talking to Teresa Palmer. Her her website is wellbeinggal.com. On Facebook, she's Well Being by Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A. And go to her Facebook page. She has a bunch of Facebook Lives on there. You can get a bunch of information from her, as well. So see you in a minute.
1: French Rastafarian baker Chef Hugues is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Oubmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Oubmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefougue.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon Appetit and bless up. Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a passionate book that tells the true story of author Rhonda Knudsen's journey through the darkness and adversity of abuse. The book takes readers on an emotional trail from the depths of despair to the heights of forgiveness and understanding. She was inspired to help others, and her book is a vital tool through this process. Faithful to God and devotional to her beacon of hope, Rhonda Knudsen is a perfect example of finding a guiding light that helped her come through the dark and into the light. Her book can assist you in overcoming your challenges with abuse. The publication of Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story, is a triumphant achievement, and it can help you take ownership of your own experience of abuse and come through stronger than before. Rhonda is currently working on two more books, Shadows of Corruption and Coast to Coast on a Piece of Toast. To read more about this inspiring author and purchase her books, visit rhondaknutzen.com or go to www.amazon.com.
2: And welcome back. This is Nancy Smith with Angelscapes. We're on the last little piece of segment. And I wanted, um, Teresa, just to go under, go over just a short understanding of the chakras and that subtle energy you were talking about.
3: Okay. With the chakras. Okay, the chakras are these subtle energy, whirling little subtle energy fields in the body you can't really see them but we do know that they're there and as far as the human body is concerned they correspond with either a gland or an organ and the chakras run along the spine and the nervous system and when they're balanced and they're in alignment energy flows throughout the body unobstructed so the first chakra is our root chakra and this is important it's at the base of the spine, is your sit bones. And this is associated with survival and security. And managing fear is the work of the first chakra. And what I'd like to do briefly is share one of the tools of well being, which is to come out of fear and to feel grounded. So all you have to do for this is just sit in a comfortable position and you feel your sit bones, your hips and your buttocks. You close your eyes and you imagine this white spinning disc at the base of your spine, okay? And you feel that this spinning disc, this first chakra, anchors you into the ground and into the earth, okay? You feel secure and you feel grounded because you're supported, okay? Think about anything that you're afraid of. What are your fears? And what you do is one by one take these fears and put them in this swirling disc this first chakra that's at the root of your spine, your sit bones. And as you place them in the whirling disc, you'll watch these fears become smaller and smaller, and they disappear into the first chakra. The chakra has absorbed your fears, and now you're grounded, and now you're secure. And that's something that you could do every day, any day, whenever you feel fearful about anything. I think in this time... It's a good thing to do it every day. Then we move up to the pelvis, which is our second chakra, and that's the sacral chakra. And that's really where the sex hormones are, it's creation, creativity, passion. And the second chakra is important during this time because we could redefine and we could become whoever we wanna be. And it's creative, there's new ways of doing things. And really, if you look at this pandemic, it's okay. a wonderful way of redefining ourselves and being creative and doing something new. That the sounds wonderful. We have. I don't I know if we can do
2: then? all all seven chakras, but I want you to. We have two minutes, so pick the the most next powerful chakra that will help us once we know how to work with it.
3: Okay. The third and the fourth. The third okay. is the solar plexus, which is in uh, which is right above your abdomen. And the fourth chakra is the heart chakra oh, when you the can heart connect heart. these two when you connect these two what you do is you lift from your heart and you stand in your power and that's where your personal power comes from this power of healing comes from your third and fourth chakra so those are the two most important chakras you know your gut instincts are the third chakra to follow your intuition if something doesn't feel right if something doesn't sound right to you it's not right and your fourth Mm. chakra is the love compassion relationships living from your heart that's where you get your abundance your compassion your resilience so those are really the two most important chakras to work with because that's how you live from your heart and the first chakra because you need to be courageous and be out of fear so if you work with your first chakra absorbing that fear You feel grounded and you feel secure. And when you feel secure, you're in charge.
2: You're in charge. And then then you can work with that second chakra, that creativity, that sexual energy. You have given us some amazing information. Teresa, you, you've made it really understandable and, and easy to access. And I really recommend everyone to grab Teresa's book off of the Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Finding Sanctuary in the Pandemic Age. And look for Teresa on Facebook at Wellbeing by Teresa. Find her Facebook Lives and reach out to her if you have any questions. Um, and so I wanted to remind you that you can access um, these recording these shows are recorded so there you can find them on um, dot slash angelscapes and look for the archives or you can um, look at any podcast um, I iHeartRadio radio or iTunes radio any place that has a podcast and look for the Angelscapes show I've got a lot of recorded things that are going to be really really helpful and um, so for now I want to remind you guys to um, follow that pathway to soul power Living
0: This has been Angelscapes with host Nancy Smith. Tune in each week as Nancy discusses ideas, tips, and lessons to help you open to receive divine love, joy, and soul power in your life. You can discover the powerful being you really are right here on Nancy Smith's Angelscapes.
1: You've been listening to the BBM Global Network.